0: Ta-ta-ta-bion ta-ta-ta-cha ta-ta-ta bios. Hello, welcome to the fat lip, the podcast for fat people about fat people. I'm your fat host, Ash. And on today's show, I wanted to talk about finding a doctor. So if you follow me on Instagram, you saw a couple weeks ago that I posted that I finally found a doctor and that I had a really good experience. And at the time I posted that you were also in Austin and you were looking for a doctor to message me so that I could give you her name and thankfully a lot of people responded that were in Austin and that and I was able to pass on that information which I feel really good about um but also I got quite a few messages from people asking if I knew of any good doctors in their area so it was like that's awesome that you had a great doctor experience. Do you know anybody good in St. Louis or do you know anybody good in Orlando, Florida? And like, of course I have absolutely no idea what, uh, I absolutely have no, um, in on a good doctor in any of those places. Um, so I decided to, and so what I was doing was responding to people with some of the things that I did to find a doctor and kind of giving them advice on where to start. So I decided to make a whole episode about this uh, so I can tell you the entire process that I went through and maybe give you some ideas to try and look for a doctor for yourself. Because as you know, as a fat person, this is maybe the hardest thing that you have to do because many doctors do not treat fat people well. So, and it's, I think it's like a very legitimate fear that fat people have because we've all had bad experiences with doctors. Um, So I think I know that many, many fat people avoid getting medical care for a long time because of this fear and because of the discriminatory uh, treatment they faced from people in the medical profession. And I also have... I mean, I don't go to the doctor unless something is falling off of me (laughs) or I feel like I'm in in serious danger and it shouldn't be that way um we should be able to go in about our concerns when we have them and not wait until we're in trouble you know so um that was my intent with finding a doctor was finding someone that I could you know get some preventative maintenance done like get tests taken stuff like that Uh, and so I was very anxious about it. I waited a really long time, worried about it a lot. Uh, but ultimately, I found someone and I wanted to talk you through the entire process of what I did, and so that maybe you could do the same for yourself. So, the first thing I did was I waited, I waited way too long, and um. I, didn't, I haven't had a, a regular primary care doctor in many years, uh, because of this, because I've just always been so anxious about it because I have had bad experiences in the past. So I waited way too long. I told myself that when I moved to Austin, that's when I was going to find a doctor, because you know, then I'd be settled, and you know, I'd have a good insurance, and um, that, that would be the time. And of course, it took me three months after I moved to Austin to actually get that process started. Um, So the first thing I did when I finally sat down to figure this out was I investigated my health insurance. And I'm very lucky to have health insurance. It's provided by my husband's employer. I am incredibly privileged to have that. I have gone without insurance for a long time. And I know what that panic is like especially when you do get sick. Um, I'm very lucky to have insurance now. If you don't have insurance, though, I promise this is not a commercial. (laughs) If you don't have insurance, though, um, open enrollment on healthcare.gov is happening right now through December 15th. Um, If you are lucky enough to live in a state that has good plans on the exchange, you should... Well, I mean, you should check that out anyway to see if your state does, but um I do know that you know, there are a lot of places where there are no- there's nothing on the exchange that will work for you and that's not your fault. Um, unfortunately I mean, I don't want to start being political, but um healthcare is a human right and it's not your fault that uh, the government is not interested in helping helping you, uh, have that right. Anyway, anyway, um, if you don't have insurance though, healthcare.gov, uh, open enrollment is happening through December 15th. So check that out. Um, I do have insurance though. So the first thing I did was I investigated my insurance, found out what the, so I have a PPO, which means that I don't have to select a primary care doctor, and then I can see specialists without getting referrals. Um, That is the less common of the uh, insurance plans. Most insurance plans provided by an employer are HMOs, which means you have to select a primary care doctor, and then if you need to see a specialist, you have to get a referral. Um, So that's the first thing you need to determine, is whether you need to have a primary care doctor in order to see specialists. Because if something comes up, you know, you hurt your ankle or something, and you need to see a specialist, you need to know whether you have to go to a primary care doctor first in order to get to a specialist, you know. Um, So that's the first thing I would investigate. And so I found out that I had PPO and that I didn't need, that I could see a specialist without it. But I still wanted to get a primary, a primary care doctor because I wanted to get blood work done and I wanted to have like a home base where I could just, you know, get a flu shot or and stuff like that. Um, so I kind of looked at the network, my insurance network and kind of decided what, where I was going to look for doctors, where I would prefer to be in Austin. Um, like how far I wanted to go. And I just sort of looked through, glanced through the list, and just looked to see, you know, how many there were, and if you live in a big city, that list is going to be very long. Um, The list was considerably long in Austin, of in in network doctors near me. But if you live in a small town, maybe there's one or two. So that's something you need to know to start with. Um, and then the next thing I did was I asked local fat friends. If they had a doctor that they like, which is going to be ultimately probably your most useful for a lot of people. If you have fat friends in your area, the first thing you want to do is ask them, you know, who do you see? Who do you like? Is there someone that you've seen that was terrible that I need to avoid? Um, That is like super valuable information. Uh, So I asked my local fat friends. I only have one really. Um, <laughs> but she has other fat friends and, um, so she had a doctor that she liked, but unfortunately that doctor left the practice and left the area. So she was also looking for a doctor. Um, she did have some fat friends that had some recommendations, uh, but they were quite a bit further away from me. And also the, the friends that she was talking about were also quite a bit smaller than me. So, so. I mean, this is a thing that you're going to have to consider also that even though just because, you know, another person is fat, that doesn't mean your experience is going to be the same as we know, um, as I have talked about before, small fat people get treated entirely differently than infinite fat people. Um, so that's something you need to consider. So, so some of the recommendations I was getting were from smaller fat people. And, uh, also when I was looking into these doctors, they were pretty far away, as I said, and also, uh, most of them are not in my network. So, which is fine. I wanted to say that, like, again, y- you need to know your insurance plan, um, because s- sometimes you don't pay that much more to for go to a doctor outside of your network. And if you find a really good doctor that's outside of your network, it's it's maybe worth it to pay a little bit extra if you can, you know, to give yourself that peace of mind. Um so I had some loose recommendations uh things that place doctors that I could start investigating through asking my local friends. And then what I did next was I checked the online resources that I knew about. So there's this list called fatfriendlydocs.com that is dietitians, weight neutral dietitians, uh coaches and that kind of stuff. Um but I wanted to check just to see and I also knew that if I could find a Hayes uh coach or something like that 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 might be a resource for finding a doctor like maybe they knew of a doctor uh, that they could recommend that they had recommended other people to, so I checked there as well, and there were there are some Hayes dietitians in Austin, so I kind of put that in my back pocket for <laughs> further investigation if I needed it and then I looked at some of the review sites, so um Algo is my preferred review site. I just like the interface and everything, but it's Right now, Algo is still only limited to Portland, Oregon, so that is not helpful for me. Obviously, in Austin, um, so there's also one called Ample, which is isitample.com. dot com um, But the interface is really confusing; it's not very user friendly. I I'm super glad that it exists, and there are some listings on there for doctors in Austin um and but i only really found them after i had already gone through this whole process just because the interface isn't that user friendly on ample so it wasn't that helpful to me when i was still looking for a doctor now that i have a doctor and i went back and put in a review um i was able to find others but as i said not that user friendly but it is some place to look like i these are all just places That you could maybe find what you're looking for. So that's why I want to mention them. Um, I didn't find what I was looking for on any of these. But we'll get there. Um, But it's a good place to check anyway. So the next thing I did was I googled Fat Friendly Doctor in Austin. And I actually found a couple of Reddit posts. um, Of people asking that same question. And uh I didn't really get anywhere there either um all I really found were doctors to avoid especially OBGYNs to avoid which is helpful I mean it wasn't what it wasn't a name but it was at least like people that I could cross off and say I'm definitely not going to see them so that was helpful Okay, let me butt in for just a minute to talk about our sponsor, Big Fig. I have had my Big Fig mattress foundation and frame for over two years now, and I still love this bed. It's super sturdy and supportive, and it still doesn't have that dreaded slump that so so many mattresses get. I know if you're a fat person, you know this well. I'm convinced that this bed is holding up because the Big Fig was made specifically for fat people. Plus that frame, which is made of recycled railroad steel, is truly the sturdiest frame I have ever had. I am never afraid of breaking it for a single second. Go to bigfigmattress.com to learn more about this bed and use the code fatlip at checkout for $100 off of your purchase and to let them know that I sent you. I've had two full years of amazing sleep thanks to Big Fig, and I hope you give yourself that same gift this season with Big Fig. Okay, so the next i oh, I went through my in network list that I was working from, um and I was looked for d o s so um a dO is an osteopathic doctor, so instead of an m d. at the end of their name, it'll say d o and um this is maybe anecdotal, but every time I've had to see a DO I found them to be uh friendlier and um my experiences have been generally more positive with DOs than with MDs. And uh I guess the theory about this is that uh osteopaths are like part of their training is in like viewing the entire breadth of health including mental and emotional health, not just physical health and they are they're trained to see health more holistically. Um, but all I know is that like in the past when I've seen DOs, it's been a generally better experience. So I went through my list to see if there were any DOs that were like, that would jump out at me um, that I could investigate further. For some reason, Austin doesn't have a lot of DOs. And I, and, I mean, to be fair, DOs are harder to find overall. Like usually, it's like you know, twenty MDs to one DO in any given area. Um, So I didn't find a lot in Austin, but that was a thing that I was looking for. Also, also some people prefer to see nurse practitioners Um, and have had better experiences with them. I have only seen one nurse practitioner, I think, and I did have a you know relatively okay experience. So that's some place to. Think of that's something to think of as well. If you're looking through your list, it might be you might want to see a nurse practitioner instead of an MD. Um, so then so what I was doing this whole time was like narrowing down that list of in-network doctors that were close to me and like crossing off ones that I knew I didn't want to see, kind of like putting a star next to ones that were possibility. Um And then once I got down to this list, which was smaller, I did a very unscientific thing, which is I went through the list and I Googled them and I read online reviews. And I don't necessarily think that those, uh, reviews are that helpful to a fat person because, you know, it's, you can't, first of all, you can't tell who's writing it. You don't know if they're fat also or not. I just assume that most people that are writing these reviews, unless they explicitly say that they are a fat person, I just assume that they are not. <laughs> and um, so it's not ne- they're not necessarily facing the same type of treatment from a doctor that I would. Um, but I think like it's easy to tell the general demeanor of a doctor through online reviews. And... I mean some doctors are just assholes to everyone, so if I saw that in a in an online review, then I knew that like I definitely didn't want to see that person and then I also looked at the photos, which is like <laughs> so I would like actually look at the photos of the doctors and see if i could like if I would like look for the ones that had the kindest faces <laughs> like had a had a nice gentle smile, which is like. Very unscientific, obviously. Uh, and the, the someone's smile has no bearing on, you know, whether or not they're a shitty fat phobe. But it's just, like, things that I was doing to kind of make myself comfortable and, like, trying to make this a less anxious experience and just sort of narrow things down. And so that was a, that was part of it as well. So finally, I did the thing that actually led to me finding a doctor, which was, I asked on Instagram, um, if anybody who was in Austin had a doctor that they saw that they liked. And, um, I have a lot of, so I'm very lucky in that I have, um, many followers on Instagram so that I had like a good pool to ask from. And a lot of those people are from Austin, thankfully. Well, I mean, you know, there are several people that follow me that are from Austin. Um, but I only got responses from a few people. And most of them were doctors that I should avoid. Which, again, super helpful. Because it, crossing off somebody off of my list was just was very valuable. Um, so that was nice. I did find doctors that I definitely didn't want to see. And then I got one name of a doctor that was a possibility. And the person that um recommended them said that they were a smaller fat person. So their experience was maybe different than mine would be, but um that they had a good experience and that uh when they made the appointment, they were able to uh there was like a note area cuz they made the appointment online. And there was a note area and uh this person put in that They didn't want to discuss their weight at the appointment. And then when they went to the appointment, that was honored. Like it wasn't even an issue, never got brought up. So for me, that was super valuable information because if, when you're making an appointment, if a doctor sees that and then respects that, that's like a huge leap towards me being comfortable. Like if a doctor sees me say that I don't want to talk about my weight and actually respects that, like, that's all I'm asking for, you know? So, um, I had one name. (laughs) So then I Googled the doctor and I, uh, Googled the practice that she practiced in. And I was, I wanted to look at photos of the office and the seating because that's also super important. I need to know if, I mean, if the doctor's good, but I can't sit in the waiting room, like that's, it's a, it's a deal breaker. So I Googled the office and, um, I found that there was seating that I thought I could sit in the office. It was mostly armless chairs. It was a very big office, mostly armless chairs. And then some of the extra wide armless chairs for fat people, which was a good sign. Um, and then I also, of course, verified that this doctor was in my network. Um, and then I also, so, uh, this doctor is at like a pretty large chain of clinics in Austin. Um, and they have a pretty expansive website and there's a different, there's a, each doctor has their own site with reviews. and. So I looked at the reviews and this doctor like had very good reviews. So I was like, okay, this is, this is probably the person that I'm going to pursue. And then I worried about it for a long time. So this was maybe a month, two months before I actually did anything about it, that I found this doctor's name. So I would just go and um, Google her occasionally go and look at her little website occasionally and think about making an appointment and then check it out and not do it. Um, and then finally, I don't know. I don't know what the catalyst was. I finally just decided one night that like it was time. I was going to try it and I was going to make an appointment. So, um, I took my, I wanted to take my husband with me. So, I checked with him and I was like, okay, you want to do this. And I checked uh whether well, so this is a, a silly thing that I that I thought about and um but it made me more comfortable. I made the appointment on Halloween. Um I not meaning that I like sat down and made the appointment on Halloween. I mean, I scheduled the appointment for Halloween. And it, very early in the morning and my reasoning was that i wanted that maybe this doctor that i was seeing was one of those people that really really liked halloween so she'd be in a good mood that day which is so silly like that's like a lot of you know a lot of leaps to take and a lot of what ifs um but it was like me doing as much as i could to take control of this situation that i felt like i had no control over you know so I made it for first thing in the morning, 7.30 in the morning on Halloween. And then I also made my husband the appointment directly following mine because I wanted him to go with me. And I think that's really important also if you can find someone that you will, that you can take with you. I have found that doctors are a lot less likely to make shitty comments about fat people if someone else is in the room. And I mean, that's true for most people. I don't think doctors are particularly uh, fat phobic as, as a profession. I just think that they are subject to the same biases that we're all subject to. They've been fed the same bullshit that we've all been fed. And so um, in many occasions, like someone might say something to you when you're alone that they wouldn't say to you with a witness, you know? So I figured if my husband was there, um, even though I had like taken all these precautions and that I was pretty confident that this doctor was not going to be shitty to me, I wanted to have that extra layer of protection, you know? So I took my husband with me. He had the appointment right after mine. And the reason I did that was because I didn't want it to seem too weird that I was a grown adult bringing my husband with me to the doctor. Um, but it worked out. He needed to see the doctor too. He hadn't seen seen a doctor in a while either. So I made the appointment. So this was, I made the appointment like a week ahead of time. And so then for the next week, it was just much anxiety. Like the night before I was like almost in tears. I was so worried about it. The day of, um, I was super anxious about it. I woke up. So the appointment was at, was at 7.30, so I woke up at, like, 5, because that's what I do when I'm anxious. And I, like, when I first got up, I was like, uh, I'm just going to cancel, and, or I'll just, like, go back to bed and tell my husband I missed the alarm or something like that. Like, anything to, like, just get out of this, because I, I was so anxious about it. Um, but I ended up, you know, pushing through. I didn't chicken out, though I really wanted to. And um, we were late, which drove me absolutely crazy. Uh, I hate being late, especially when I'm very anxious. I need to be there early and I need to like get settled. And because that's the only way that I can calm down. But unfortunately, my husband does not feel the same way about being on time. So we were late. Um my po- appointment was at 730. His was at 745. We didn't actually get there until 750 and they were already calling his name as soon as we sat down. And so they took us back and um I wasn't really sure that I was even gonna get to have an appointment because we were we had totally missed my appointment. We were that late. And but thankfully the doctor worked it out and was able to see us both. Um also the nurse so as soon as we got in there they started calling his name and when the nurse came out to get us it was a fat guy and so i was instantly like oh thank god like it was just one of those things where you know sometimes you see a fat person a receptionist that's fat or like uh a fat another fat patient and you're like okay like if this person's okay then i'm going to be okay and seeing that the nurse was a fat guy kind of made me feel like, okay, like, like he at least gets it on some level. I know some, uh, friends of mine have said that they prefer not to see fat doctors or not that they prefer not to, but they've found that doctors who are fat sometimes are more critical because of their own internalized fat phobia, which I mean, I is, is probably true. I've never had that, that particular experience. Um, I don't think I've really seen fat doctors though. Um, but uh so I didn't have that thought going in that if the doctor's fat it could be bad. Um, but the doctor I saw was not fat. So it didn't end up becoming an issue. The nurse was fat, but he was wonderful. So I kind of um when I was making the the appointment online, as I said, there was an opportunity to say that you don't want your weight discussed and that the person that had recommended the this doctor to me had done that and it was honored um i so because i'm infinifat i generally feel like doctors ignore me when i ask thing, when i ask that or they think it's ridiculous that I don't want my weight discussed because obviously, like, I, if I'm in doctors think that my weight is my 100% my number one issue. And so they kind of get offended if I suggest that we don't talk about my weight. So I sort of try to, um, in my case, I, I generally don't ask, ask that we don't talk about weight. I'm willing to discuss it with them if they ask. Uh, I, and I just discuss it the way I want to discuss it. Like if a doctor said, what are we going to do about your weight? I would say, um, my weight's not why I'm here. Or uh, I, I would just shut it down immediately and say, I'm not interested in weight loss surgery. And diets don't work. And that's not why I'm here. Um, I am willing to go toe-to-toe with the doctor about it and for me that is something i want if it's going to happen i want it to happen that first visit because i want to know that i don't want to come back to this person so what i'm saying is when i made the appointment i did not put that i didn't want to talk about my weight in the in the little box because i figured if this doctor is going to be shitty about my weight at some point in the future i want it to happen this first appointment so that I know to never come back. So, as sort of a control, I didn't. I didn't note that when I made the appointment, and it worked out because even though I never said that, the doctor still never mentioned my weight. The nurse never mentioned my weight. Um, they did weigh me, uh, but they asked me first, and I'm not a person that is, that finds it, um. Like I don't mind knowing my weight and a lot of, I, I know a lot of fat people uh, don't feel that way. And a lot of people that are in recovery, it's very damaging to them if they are weighed. Um, but my feeling with this doctor was that if I hadn't wanted to be weighed, if I had said no, then they would have honored that. It, Cause it seemed like when the nurse asked me to be weighed, he was actually asking. And so I found that important. Um, I felt very, when he asked me, I felt empowered that I could have said no, if it was something that would have bothered me or derailed me. So they did weigh me. um, And he just said, just for this first time, uh, I was wondering if we could weigh you. And I said, that's fine. And it's like I said, it seemed like if I had declined, it it would have been fine by him Um, and by fine, but for the fine with the doctor. Um, so, but even, even though I was weighed, it was never discussed and the nurse was just like, okay, got it, wrote it down, was not, you know, amazed or like taken aback or scandalized by my weight. It was not like, it, it was not an issue at all, uh, which I really appreciated. And I was glad that I took that step and didn't note that because I wanted to know for sure How they would have treated me if they did know my weight, you know? So it was a very good experience uh, from top to bottom. The nurse was very kind and friendly to both me and my husband. Uh, The doctor was also very kind. She was like young and stylish and uh, like very cool, like had very, very kind demeanor. She didn't talk down to me, she just spoke to me like, you know, very directly, because um, I, I've found that a lot of doctors, and I don't know if this is, this is probably across the board, not just fat people, but I find that doctors often talk down to people or treat them like they don't know what they're talking about. She was not that way at all. Um, she seemed like she really respected me and my experience of my own body, which was huge, it was very a very significant experience for me like feeling like the doctor like was actually listening to me and believing what i said about my own body um so i really liked her and i uh she i had asked her about some things i wanted to get blood work taken because i'm always you know it's been a long time and i just wanted to know where i was and so i asked about that she ordered it immediately and was like okay it's fine And she didn't seem concerned about anything, like, that I didn't bring up. She never, like, asked for tests that I didn't request. She wasn't concerned about anything that I wasn't bringing to her, which was really cool. Like, I feel like most fat people have had the experience where you go to a doctor and you say, you know, my foot hurts. And they're like, okay, but are you diabetic? We need to get you tested for diabetes. Like, it was never that. She never it was she when i told her something i was concerned about she addressed that but she never addressed you know any of the weight related things that you know that a lot of doctors think need to be addressed before anything else so i really liked her and uh she said okay like i'll order your lab results or, or i'll order your labs you can do those before you leave which was nice they did labs in the office. Like they did a when you you would go back to the lobby and there was like a lab area opposite where the doctors offices were and they would just do a blood draw and you know get you all set up just right there, which was nice. You didn't have to go to another lab. Um so she ordered my labs and she was like, "Okay, I'll see you in 6 months." And it was done and it was great. She was it was really like the best doctor experience I've ever had. Um, so I was really happy that I finally did it and really happy to be able to give her name to other fat people in the area because I know how hard it is. Um, and I wanted other people to have the experience that I had. So, um, as we were leaving, I had my blood drawn and I had to do a, the only, the only, uh, negative thing about this entire experience I have to say was I had to do a urinalysis and they did have so a lot of fat people know that it's very hard to pee into a cup when you're a fat person uh with a vagina at least and um so generally I ask for a hat which is like a it sits on the toilet seat and you sit the cup in it so that it it holds the cup for you And they did have those, which was great. A lot of doctor's offices don't, especially smaller doctor's offices, don't have them. Um, But they did have the hats, which was good. Uh, But the only thing was um, the toilet. So it was a big handicapped stall, which was good. But the toilet seat, the toilet was too close to the wall, for one thing. And the toilet paper holder was too close to the toilet. And if you're a fat person, you know that this is a common experience. They put those toilet paper holders way too close. So it makes it very difficult to sit on the toilet. Um, so I kind of had to sit sideways, which was my only complaint about this entire experience is from top to bottom is that the bathroom could have had a better setup, so it made it a little bit difficult. Um, but other than that, it was great. Even the blood area, it was like a big, a huge wide uh, padded chair with arms that flipped up and down. Um so that they could do your blood draw. And so it was great. Um, it was by far the easiest blood draw experience I've had also. Um, and it was like a chubby little, uh, nurse taking blood also. Um, so yeah, I just had a great experience. So if you're from Austin and you are looking for a doctor, uh, send me a message on Instagram or an email and I will give you a name. Um, um, a lot of people have been asking the name and are not from Austin on Instagram, and I feel a little protective <laughs> um especially because it's been people that I don't really know, and I don't want so as you guys know, as I've talked about before, I have a lot of trolls on Instagram, and uh I am always i've always I've just been concerned that. A troll would be it would like ask for this doctor's name so that they could harass her about not treating me like shit because I'm fat, and like I'm probably it's just being paranoid, but it is something that I've been worried about, but if you are a fat person in Austin, I'm happy to share her name with you, so just reach out um but if you live anywhere else, I mean, use the resources that I've talked about ask your friends, ask on social media. There are also Facebook groups. Um gosh, I can't think of the one I was thinking about off the top of my head right now. But there are uh like the Chub Scouts is a Facebook group where fat people from all over the country um talk about, you know, fat resources. That's a good place to start. There are many other Facebook groups for fat people to talk about stuff like this. So if you're a member of any of those groups, I would ask about it there. If anybody in your area or if anybody's in your area or if they know of doctors in your area to go to, um, ask on social media, as I said, ask your local friends. Uh, Even if it's just to say, hey, do you have a doctor that you've been to that sucks in this area that I should avoid? Like, I feel like every doctor, I mean, every fat person has that list of doctors they'll never go back to. Um, So, yeah, that's just a a place to start. So I just wanted to sort of give you the process um, that I went through, even some of the things that were ridiculous, (laughs) just because, I mean, I know what it's like. It's hard. It's really hard. And I finally got through it and did it, and I feel much more comfortable. I feel like now I have someone I can go to if I am sick. And, yeah, I just feel better about it. So I hope you find that also. Okay. Thank you to Starcrutcher for the music you heard on today's show and for the music you're hearing right now. Go to cstarrcrutcher.bandcamp.com to learn more. Thank you, as always, to our Patreon patrons. The patron of the day is Lauren. If you would like to become a Patreon patron, go to patreon.com. Slash the fat lip to find out how you can support the show for as little as $1 an episode, which is $2 a month. Again, that's the fat, <laughs> patreon.com slash the fat lip. Thank you also to big fig for sponsoring the show. Go to big and use the code fat lip at checkout for $100 off of your purchase. And to let them know that I sent you, send you that's big fig um don't forget to follow on social media. I'm most active on Instagram, instagramcom podcast. And uh sometimes on Twitter, sometimes on Facebook. Oh, and I posted my uh 27 sturdy chairs for fat people posts the other day. And uh <clears throat> if you didn't see that, it's just a blog post. A couple of years ago, I did one that was 7 chairs for fat people, all chairs that I've tried and uh it's been my most viewed post on thefatlip.com so i decided to update it um because i've tried a lot more chairs now since i've moved and i had a lot more insight to give and uh so now i have 27 options for you so go to thefatlip.com and you'll see the link to that blog post um if you're looking for chairs uh there's a lot of good stuff there so check it out. Okay. I think that's all I have for today. Thank you so much for listening, and I will see you next time. Bye-bye.